Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube and aren't subscribed, definitely make sure and click the subscribe button, like, comment, let us know something about the episode. If there's a particular guest or topic that you'd like to have covered, we're always checking your feedback on there. Love to be able to take what you guys want to hear and topics you want covered and then be able to get them on the future episodes. Today's episode, it comes from a listener. He had messaged into us on Instagram and wanted to share the build of his truck and the story of it. And it was it's it's really cool. It's an LB7 with a ZF6. It runs 10 second quarter mile times and he's shooting for the nine. So I wanted to talk with him about the truck, his passion for diesels themselves, um, building it, putting it all together, get all the details of it. So I'm definitely looking forward to chatting with him today. Before we get to it, though, I want to remind you our friends over at Kershaw Knives have a 20% off site wide code for you. Use code diesel2023 at kershaw.kaiusa.com. It's a great way to save some money, get some really cool gear. If you need a knife for hunting, fishing, EDC, something around the job site, they've definitely got you covered with a bunch of different choices. 2023 has been a huge year for them and a bunch of new knives that they've released. One of the newest are the Duralock models, which the blade's made out of D2 steel. I've got a, a few of them myself. I love them. The way that the blade opens and closes is really smooth. And it's very positive. There's different choices for blade shape and also handle design as well. So if you go to kershaw.kaiusa.com, use code diesel2023 and get 20% off site-wide. All right, let's get to today's podcast, learning more about this LB7 with a ZF6 that runs 10-second quarter mile times. Ty, welcome to the Diesel Podcast. Looking forward to chatting with you today. I appreciate you reaching out and uh, sharing you know, your build and your truck. I look forward to learning more about it, yourself, the passion you have for for diesels and, and your journey with it. So welcome to the Diesel Podcast. Right on. Thanks for having me, Patrick. How did uh, the passion start? How did you get bit by the, the diesel bug, so to speak? Uh, believe it or not, I was once a Cummins guy uh, in high school was the cool thing to do is uh, cut your fuel pin on your first gen, blow some smoke, you know? Yep. <laughs> but, um, you know, after my high school trucks, I had a couple first gens and I really didn't mess with diesel for almost 10 years. Um, I commuted for work and I really didn't have a need for one. Um, I'd say about four years ago, I recently bought a 2009 Duramax. Um, after previously driving, you know, old school Cummins, I, I knew I needed a common rail for sure. Um, power is, is completely different stock for stock. Um, I had a four door short bed LMM Chevy truck. I loved it. Uh, I got a great deal on it. Was working in the union at the time. I'm a union painter. Um, you know, I put uh, all the bolt-ons you could, um, ended up deleting it. Uh, at the time I lived in California, I'm now in Idaho. Um, and then t came time to smog it. And, uh, which, uh, if anyone knows, live in California can be tough with a deleted truck. That being said, um, uh, the trans started slipping real quick too. And, uh, I did some Googling, uh, found a LB7. I really wasn't, uh, familiar with the Duramax platform at the time. So, um, 
I saw that you could buy a, a federal LB7 truck, you know, pre-EGR, all that. So found a little loophole. I could still drive a Duramax, Common Rail, <laughs> and doing Cali. So I uh, ended up selling the LMM. <clears throat> I found a, a one-owner extended cab short bed LB7 ZF6 truck. You know, the total unicorn truck for me, like I said, one owner, grandpa owned. Um, took great care of it. I should have never ruined that truck, to be honest. It was a, it was a great truck. It would have been great at stock power level. So um, I already had plans of souping it up. I, I wanted to make big power with it. And um, even though I didn't have many stick shift uh, diesels in the past, I'd always drove stick shift cars and, and uh, enjoyed them. And uh, that's what I wanted. So, um, yeah, I just uh, found it started souping it up um the faster i got with it um this was before like my motor build uh, etc um i knew i was gonna have to eventually go what would i have now nice single cab long bed i just found a roller and swapped everything over uh it was uh, quite the task was it um, uh, getting into the, the duramax platform it being your first one did you have a clear goal in mind when you started building it? Or was it something like for me, I never, unfortunately, I never really had a goal. I just knew, okay, I added some power. I got used to it after three to six months. I need more. And then I start adding and then I look back at it and it's like, oh, it's come a long way. But I didn't set out with a goal. So did you have something specific in mind or did it just sort of happen? So I'll, I'll preface this with uh, this. I'm a recovering addict. I'm uh, almost four years sober. Um, I would say the, the best addiction by far is going fast and power. And uh, man, what a switch. It's been great. Right? Um, so, you know, everyone's first goal is they just want to make power. They do their boltons, like you said, you know, they get used to it. Um, in my mind, I wanted to go big, but didn't really have the budget for it. Um, and uh, after doing my research, realized what the uh, potential of an LB7 would be. I knew eventually I'd have to at least swap the connecting rods. You know, that'd be the weakest link there. Um, 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 um. So I, I was going to build the truck, you know, at a limit of 600 horsepower. You know, uh, once I got there, I wanted more. You know, that eventually led me to uh, my engine build. And um going further and further with it, you know. That's cool. I wanted to, to stop for a second and talk about the passion of trucks. And you had mentioned, you know, immersing yourself in it and finding how just, just what it's like with, I think, performance and I think the, the diesel community and events and all that. And I find in like doing a podcast and being into trucks for such a long time, there's so many different types of people sure. that love them. Um, it just from every walk of life. And that's something I found really interesting is like, say you go to an event and you can just have so much in common with so many different types of people from all over the country. And I think that's why people listen to the podcast. It's why people watch YouTube videos. It's why they build trucks. What has that been like for you in either like transforming your life or in creating excitement or, it, you know, goals to work towards what, what is that side of it like for you? Yeah. The community for sure is, is great. Um, 
you know, I left everything behind leaving California, moving to Idaho and met a whole new community of people. Um, my local track is about 10 minutes from my house. It's Firebird Raceway. Awesome track. And yeah, awesome people. Um, back to like high school, you know, first gen trucks. I'd say everyone that had one then was a farmer kid. That's kind of the area I came from. Um, but like I said, I didn't have a need for one, you know. I just thought they were cool. I wanted to blow smoke. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, I knew that's what I liked. I finally got back into one and I wanted to make power. And there was a lot of great people I could just get on Instagram and talk to and um, ask questions, you know. All this, uh, everything I've done, I built this sucker right here in my garage, you know, never paid anyone a dime, um, except my trans shop when I break input shafts, <laughs> uh, you know, um, all self-taught and, uh, you know, been fortunate to meet a lot of very knowledgeable people for sure. Now building the truck yourself and, and kind of jumping into it, was it, were there any mistakes that you made along the way or things you would do different when you were swapping over like the engine and transmission into the regular cab? Absolutely. I mean, anyone that's getting into it and you're going to be working on this thing yourself, you're going to make mistakes, you know, um, before I get into them. Yeah. Practice makes perfect. You know, I now can have that engine and trans out of that truck in like less than two hours, you know, wow. some, you know, how, how could you do that? You know, Hey man, I've, I've done it a whole bunch of times. I I know exactly what wrench I need, what millimeter socket, and you know it's just repetition. Um, you know you need to you need to do your research for sure before you build something. You need to have a goal in mind. Um, you definitely save a lot of money on the big end if you stuck to your goal. You know, like I said earlier, my original goal was six hundred horse. I'd be happy with that, right? No, oh, it's going to be a just a souped up daily driver. And I saw they all start and um, yeah, I can't tell you how many daily drivers turn into race trucks. So <laughs> a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the uh, now with that truck in particular, when you're setting the goal for it, so you transition from the daily driver to this, did you have either uh, an ET in mind or a power number? What went into that particular build with setting the goal? Okay. Um, always always wanted the stick shift diesel um after owning it put more power to it started researching uh found ryan peeney jesse rhodes these guys both had a you know 10 second zf duramax trucks and um i thought that was so rad you know both of those guys were a big help to me you know like i said i just hop on social media ask questions when i need it um once once i got to that 600 horsepower level got used to it and uh i wanted to go all the way you know after talking to these guys it's like man i want to break that record you know i thought that'd be something really cool um uh, this being my new addiction i just put everything i had into it and um when i first moved out here i did work for a machine shop uh for about a year and um i learned a lot uh, I was able to build my engine in my spare time, you know, hour ahead of work, hour after work. The guy who ran the shop was a good help to me at the time. Um, if it wasn't for that, I probably wouldn't have been able to afford the machine work, you know, just the parts alone. You know, I've got billet connecting rods, um, oversized pistons, got the forged crank, 
alternate firing order cam. Um, it's built, you know, uh, with the intention of like, yeah, I'm going to push this thing, you know, short of filling the block of concrete. And, uh, yeah. So that was the goal. What was the, what was the record, um, with the, with the ZF six? So Ryan Peeney held it for the last, I want to say four years, um, 10, six, seven at 135 miles an hour in a quarter mile. Oh. And I believe a six, nine, eight in the eighth mile, same run. A lot of times when I'm chatting with uh, guys with Duramax trucks and, and, and they're racing them, it's all Allison stuff. So to talk ZF6 and going fast, this is cool. Right on. Yeah. I so I what, um, I, I'm so curious about it. Like what happens at that kind of power and kind of speed when, when it comes to the transmission and trying to find resources for it? What's that been like? So funny thing, I told you I broke a few input shafts. Um, both of the input shafts I broke were at that 600 horsepower level. And I believe it was due to the clutch I was using. Um, I run South Bend clutches. Um, you know, once you start <clears throat> racing your stick shift and putting big power to it, the most important thing is the launch. You know, going down the track, no big deal. But getting that launch perfected took me about a year, you know, especially after, you know, all these bigger better components i'm putting on it just adds another variable and um getting that launch dialed in is, is everything for sure has it changed the the either the, the turbo the fueling the power side of it having a manual versiato and and what ways does it do it sure i mean i'm still i'm still learning you know i still wonder if i should go bigger turbo you know i see all these guys with uh you know s485 singles um big turbos, big compound kits. And um, number one, I'm afraid to go compound because I'm pretty sure I'm going to snap another input shaft if I do with that much torque. Um, right now, my turbo, it's a family precision, um, 7286 T410. Um, most racers would say, man, that's a small turbo. And um, I worked my way up to that, you know, um, I've had uh, anything from an S369, S467. I've tried probably four or five turbos with it. You want something in a stick. You want something that's going to launch fast. Um, it's got to spool fast. Coming off that line is huge. And then finding the right clutch for your turbo, that's, that's huge. You want a clutch that's going to slip just the right amount. I believe I broke those input shafts due to the style of clutch discs that it just sandwiched so hard that, you know, that was a frustrating thing. I would launch the truck, dump the clutch, and it would bog down hard and finally come alive and uh, couldn't figure out what the hell is going on. I got so much power. I know this thing can go fast. Finally, I got a uh, Jesse. He told me to get a centered iron clutch. Those discs allow the slippage that you need. When I'm launching it, I don't even dump the clutch anymore. I just slip it the entire third. I launch in third gear, <clears throat> and uh, I slip it almost that whole first gear. With um, with uh, the elevation, we we chatted about that a little bit for the podcast. We were talking, you know, about it. So I, I imagine being in Idaho, <clears throat> that also is going to factor into 
the turbo size as well versus you know if, if you're at sea level how that all works together and, and the science behind it is, is what's always really interested me and finding the recipe so doing trial and error and figuring out which turbo size injectors how the tuning is, is dialed in the weight of the truck just all these different factors and then specific to where you're doing it so i imagine that plays a role as well as just the elevation that you're at sure i mean if i could give any advice to someone it would just be um change one variable at a time you know first get that power level goal you know you can get on any uh uh, racing calculator website, type in a weight of the truck, um, horsepower, and you're going to find an ET. Um, get, get your goal in mind, um, you know, around about. Unfortunately, you might have to go through a turbo or two to figure out the right size, depending on your elevation, you know. Um, when I did have the smaller turbos, man, this thing would launch hard. But uh, after putting this nitrous to it and and getting it figured out, practice 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 now this thing launches harder than ever my last event i had a 147 60 foot that's kind of in a a stick 4,600 pound truck so oh yeah yeah when i was on your instagram i saw a bunch of racing videos i think i saw some time slips how close have you gotten to that record have you broken it where where are you sitting at with, with chasing that goal uh, I just broke the record at NorCal Truck Mania. Um, I ran a 10.48 at 128 miles an hour. Um, pretty cool. That's moving. You know, my last event here at Firebird Raceway, before we went out to California for that event, um, the weather was not great. And uh, they are only allowing us to run eighth mile. And I was pretty upset. <clears throat> which I know all the big dog diesel guys, they only run eighth mile, but not only did I want to beat Ryan's eighth mile record, but I needed to beat the the quarter mile record as well. And then I, then I can stick to eighth mile stuff. But <clears throat> so I ran eighth mile that night, ran like a seven Oh seven, with not a great 60 foot. I just changed some stuff in my suspension. And uh, so with that in mind, knowing that, man, my suspension isn't even dialed in. I can do this. And um, I know that every time I go out to, you know, an event like at California, the elevation's 3,000 foot lower. I know that turbo is going to light so much harder. And uh, I knew it. I knew it was going to happen. So pretty stoked. Now with looking into the future a bit with the truck, I'm sure sure you want to keep progressing it and keep building it. What are some goals they have for speed and is that going to change the setup at all on the truck we talked about turbos but maybe fueling maybe suspension maybe other parts of it uh right now as far as fueling um i'm running a 12 mil pump with a stock pump on the side <clears throat> which is plenty enough for for what i got to do um I, I do have a set of 100 over injectors i would like to go bigger and not necessarily to push that much more power, but just to save my pistons. Um, pulse width is huge. And if I could lower that, that would be great. Hopefully I can keep that engine running a long time. I've been pushing that thing. It's only about a year old the engine build. So it doesn't have a lot of abuse. Um, you know, I really want a nine second run. I want to be the first nine second stick truck in the world. So, well, Actually, you know, I say that, but I, there's some guys out in Bangkok that are running like stick shift diesel Toyota trucks that are flying, but 
in the States, I'll be the first and the ninth. With- I want to run and uh, sorry to interrupt. I want to run nines and I want to just stick to eighth mile stuff after that because the best part's the launch. All the rest is whatever. So, what I was going to ask you about is the the team or being able to do this. Are, are there people that you know you can count on that help you when you're going to races, or maybe you know sometimes something breaks and it's the night before a race or a few a few days beforehand, and you got crunch time to get it put together. How are you able to kind of bring everything together and, and go out and have this kind of performance? Which I mean, the truck's going fast, and you know, with the future goal you have. It's going to go even faster. So I imagine there's a team or a support network around you that helps you do this. Yeah. Number one, I want to thank my wife without her, you know, even through my past addiction and everything for sticking with me. She's uh, my rock, you know, she supports me through this and she knows this is my new addiction. Um, You know, like I said about the community thing, even out here, you know, I have a couple of buddies that I've only known for three years that, would be here in a heartbeat. I say, Hey man, I got to race tomorrow night. You know, um, one guy you had on your podcast, Jordan, um, his Instagram's baby max LML. Yeah. Great. Great help to me. You know? Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's, uh, it's tough being, uh, the only guy. Um, I'm an only child and I play this game when I was a kid, uh, last man on earth, you know, how am I going to do something by myself? And uh, by God, you figure it out, you know, you just got to have the will. Um, yeah, I've had that trans out the night before many races, you know, checking out clutch, making sure everything's okay. Um, but yeah, you can't do it completely by yourself. As much as I want to think that I can, you can't. You got to have a support system for sure. Whether it's people hands-on or the knowledge, you know. I think what's so so exciting about diesel and it's changed i'm sure you've seen it having been in it for a really long time and it may have been the same thing that drew us both to trucks is it was the ability to go out and buy something whether it was used or new you could buy it you could add power to it you could take it to the track and have fun with it and then i think over the last probably five six seven years like the racing side has gone really crazy with the speed and and the things that people are doing but it still comes back to, I think, the individual truck enthusiast and taking the truck out and having fun with it, whether it's running ET, whether it's running, you know, doing what you're doing. It's that excitement on not necessarily like the, the sponsored racer level or like the company race vehicle. Those are cool. But what I find is it's the passion with the individual truck owner and what they're doing with it. That's where it exists. That's where that's what's going to take it into the future. So I love hearing the story about how, you know, you are passionate about it. You do it yourself. You, you know, take the truck out, you race with it. You, you network with other people who love to race as well. Cause that's what I think the future of diesel is. It's in the individual passion. Yeah. I mean, what a shame it would be if they closed any more, uh, raceways. you know, sad, sad thing. Supposedly that was the last year at a uh, Sacramento raceway. And, um, I'm glad to have gone back there. The original record for, you know, my truck, uh, stick shift diesel was, um, set there by Ryan. And, uh, I thought how fitting it could be to go break it there. The last, uh, event. So, um, yeah, you gotta have the, the goal in mind, you know, gotta figure out what you want to do with it. Um, and yeah, you can meet a lot of cool people. 
for sure. And nothing feels better than me taking my truck out and someone asking me, Hey man, who built that? Who, you know, who did that? So M E Ricky Bobby. That's it. man. (laughs) Do you get a lot of, um, I bet a lot of people are surprised it has a manual in it, you know, because we're used to seeing, you know, the Allison's and LB7s and I mean, all, all sure. the Duramax engines, but when you're like, yeah, it's got a manual in it, that that would surprise me because you just don't see it a whole lot. I know it's out there, but it's mostly automatics. Yeah. No, no one knows until A, I go race it and they see it shift or B, when they're up close in person checking it out. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I open the door and let them look in. Oh, it's a stick shift too. You're great. <laughs> Yeah, it's fun. To be honest, man, um, not that I've been in too many <clears throat> high horsepower uh, diesel trucks, but I couldn't imagine racing an automatic truck. Uh, I know I'm going to ruffle a lot of feathers, but it just seems lame, you know. What's uh, th- there's a lot of passionate manual fans, and uh, I'll hear I'll hear from them, or they'll ask for an episode, or they'll want us to to cover something. It's very it's a very passionate crowd. Sure, I feel it. I think it's because how it ties you to the vehicle, like the input, it's like you're more connected to it is, is what I hear them say. Um, I've driven manuals before only a few diesels, but I know I felt, I felt like I was a part of it more than an automatic where I just put it into drive and I go and it does everything for me. Yeah. You are one with the truck hundred percent with the, uh, with the parts, like putting, putting it all together. I think that's another place that, you know, if someone's out there and, and they're thinking about doing this and, and they want to put a truck together on their own time, do it themselves, um, be able to learn the ins and outs, it can almost be overwhelming with parts because there's so much information that's out there. You get it from yeah. so many places. How did you sift through that and find, you know, what kind of turbo do I want to run? What, what am I do with my fuel system? What about my suspension? And, you know, what, what kind of tips would you give somebody to be able to really focus in or be able to find kind of the power recipe? that they're going for man uh, trial and error really um that asking the guys who, who've done it before that helps um my truck isn't even dialed in you know i'm just running like for example my suspension you know everything's still in the stock location that's that's what assures me that i can go a lot faster you know um it's still full framed um you know, the bed's gutted. I do have fiberglass, um, but yeah. Is that going to be the, uh, say over the winter and heading into next year, what you're going to focus on is going to be the suspension and, and kind of dialing that in for, for going a little quicker. Yeah. I need to make it a real race truck. You know, I don't even have a roll cage in it, you know, sad to say. Um, so that's definitely on the checklist. I can't even run it uh firebird raceway anywhere anymore without, without it. So I'm way faster than what, uh, I can even be allowed to run. Um, I'm probably going to leave the Caltrax in the rear, to be honest. Um, I don't foresee me absolutely needing a four link. I doubt that I'll be going that fast to be honest. Um, but there's definitely some changes to be made. I could do better, uh, brakes and rotors, um, better lighter hubs. You know, I could lighten that truck up a lot still. I know it's there. I was kind of curious about this because you'd mentioned the first gen and that being your first experience with diesel. And then you go to Duramax. Have you ever thought about doing like a 03 to 07, you know, like, you know, manual Cummins truck? Or are you going to stick with the Duramax platform? Uh, you know, when I 
first started building the truck, I would go back and forth, man, uh, or specifically before I built the motor, you know, thinking, man, I could just go make big power on a stock Cummins block right now, you know, but no, I like the Duramax. I'm partial to it. I don't think I will, you know, maybe I might upgrade to, uh, my tow truck. You know, I have an LLY tow truck that my wife drives and, uh, but it's a great truck too. I can't see foresee changing. I'm a Chevy guy. So. Yeah, it was it was interesting when you mentioned that because my first experience with diesels was with Cummins, and then I, right after that, I went to a Duramax, and it was just so different. They weren't race trucks or anything, but just like daily driving, I'm having a little bit of fun. The feel and and there's so much different about them, and I I got kind of a crash course in why people love them because I absolutely love that truck. It was just so. It was just so comfortable and then the power was so smooth not that cummins aren't but that was just my impression going from you know one to another and uh yeah it was really cool in just how they progress too if we think about the the new ones there there's so much power that these things make and i oh, think yeah. i think that's where though on the racing side it transitions back we have to look to the older ones we have to look to the lb7s we have to look to the five nines just because you know you mentioned california and how it's different there well it's taking place all over the country in different states and so when we're looking to race something we've got to look back and those trucks are still you can still find them companies are still making parts for them still doing r&d on upgrades and turbos and injectors and so much that it's it's like this golden time where you can still get the trucks you can still find them and you can still get the parts for them oh yeah you just gotta dig you know marketplace um i found one of my best buddies justin uh Found him a unicorn truck as well. Four-door, short bed, ZF6 LBZ truck, low miles. I think he bought it for 15 grand. Wow. I called dude, if you don't buy this truck today, I'm going to buy it, dude. I'll go get a <laughs> you know, Yeah, you can find them. Um, I definitely enjoyed my first gen. It was, it was super fun, but I knew that it wasn't that powerful. And, uh, you know, when I first got back into the diesels, I just thought in my head, what can I hop in right now and make, you know, double what I made in that first gen? Wasn't even thinking about, you know, parts and, and uh, performance. You know, then you get bit by the bug. Yep. Yeah, you do. Well, Common Rail makes it so easy because you can get power pretty easy with yeah. them. And then it's just so smooth. And then the sky's kind of the limit, whether it's a Cummins or a Duramax. You can take it as far as you want. And it's, it's a tough... Uh, it'd be tough to choose something different. Um, it, you know, in my eyes, it's just, there's so much potential for so much, whether, you know, it's LB7, LBZ, 5.9 Common Rail, a lot of fun you can have with them. Yeah, I'm not ragging on the Cummins guys. It's just, I'm not familiar with it, you know. Um, I'm just familiar with the, you know, V8 Chevy, you know, and it turned into a Duramax and, uh, yeah. You mentioned Instagram and being able to, I, I think that's a place that, it's really helpful to be able to find either a build, a truck, um, information, see what people are doing and ask questions. And I'm sure with the setup that you have, people are going to be curious and people that want to you know, do what you do. How can they find you on Instagram, ask you questions, check out the truck, see what, see what you're doing with it. Yeah. I mean, and uh, just to mention, I'm an open book. There's nothing, I'm going to hide, you know, I enjoy seeing everybody go fast. What a, what a great thing, you know, um, I really only use Instagram. I don't have, um, the YouTube or anything like that, but my Instagram is Louie crew. 
That's L-O-U-I-E-K-R-E-W. Yeah, if you, anyone's got any questions, hit me up. I'm an open book. It was cool, and I appreciate you reaching out because I love to be able to talk, I mean, trucks anytime, but you're the first guest we've had on that has a ZF6 that's going that fast. And I'm always curious to find those stories. I always love to hear about them. And then hearing your story, which is really, you know, the part I kind of focus in on is that passion. It's what's driving you. It's what's going to keep you going in the future. And that's what a lot of people want to hear about and they identify with it. So whether they have a Cummins or a power stroke, they're going to identify with your passion and then they get inspired to go out and, and, and build their truck and, you know, kind of over the winter, that's when a lot of this stuff happens and these guys are working in their garage. So I appreciate you reaching out, sharing your story, talking with us about it and keep us updated when you get into the nines. I know you'll do it. So definitely let us know, get you back on here and, and talk about, uh, you know, the, the fastest ZF6 Duramax in the U.S. Right on, fastest stick diesel, period. Take that, Cummins, guys. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Patrick. Don't forget, diesel fans, make sure and head on over to kershaw.kaiusa.com. Use code DIESEL2023 for 20% off site-wide. It's a great way to save some money, get some really cool gear. If you need a knife for EDC or hunting, fishing, around the job site, around the house, they've definitely got you covered with a bunch of different choices. One of their newest releases in 2023 are the Duralock models. The blade's made out of D2 steel. The way that it opens and closes is really smooth, and there's different choices for blade shapes and also handle shapes as well. So if you're in the market, definitely make sure and head on over and use code diesel2023 for 20% off site-wide. also want to give a shout out to some of our Patreon supporters, Tyler Lowen at 23Diesel, J. Cole, John, all of our other Patreon supporters, all of you who subscribe on YouTube, podcast apps, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We appreciate all your support here in year seven of the Diesel Podcast and look forward to bringing you more of the content that you want to hear in 2023. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.